Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. Broadcasting from Club 33 at Disneyland Resort, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, where does the time go, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches. And secondly, as a window, you can just you take the curtain apart and you peer, and, and he's probably doing illicit shit, just nude in his, in his room that he shares with a bunch of other men. But you're still looking in that window of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the gatekeeper of gas-powered mowers, flying Ryan Murphy. Ryan, how are you doing today? Well, I'm I'm pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> good. I love the new additions. You know, I was focused on you know pulling up the drapes, but then you said you know the gatekeeper of gas powered mowers, and it might be my new favorite. Uh, I I've noticed that even if I do throw in something new, if I throw in something that's new after the original something new, your focus, your very tunnel vision, you can only focus on one thing at a time. That's completely true. It has been that way my whole life. Like. Uh, <laughs> It's like a new shiny thing. Like I'm like more attracted to that. Uh, as your as your right to be. Yeah, yeah. And it was shorter. It was easier to focus on. You know, that was a long one. You you. Uh, yeah. Well, I put a little creative spin on it because uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure that there are a certain segment of the listenership who tend to like skip past a certain point of the intro like oh i've heard the theme song before even though i do pepper in new voice clips every now and again for people who weren't aware of that but uh you know sometimes i gotta make things interesting for for ourselves even even you know more so than the listeners sometimes so maybe they listen to that little portion maybe they don't but you know you got to keep things interesting ryan just make the intro longer every single episode and just add on to it until it's like 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It'll be like the Vietnam veteran joke that I told. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There you go. But an intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that'll just stretch out to like 45 minutes and then we'll just immediately talk to it. The people will love it for sure. Like, they, how could <laughs> Absolutely. They I mean, people, you're familiar with concept albums. You know, where where a, a a band will kind of put out a concept album. Like this is this would be a concept podcast episode, which people would love because everyone loves concept albums. I already love it. So, off the top off the top of your head, Ryan, top concept album uh off, off the top of your head that you remember. I mean, I don't know. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like some of the bands like like I feel like Blink-182 put out a lot, a lot of concept concept albums that just hit, you know. What? Did they? I don't remember one concept album that Blink-182 well, I don't know. ever. I mean, I, okay, so I don't really I this is just what what I'm getting on this turn. Like he put out something just completely random, like the no name album, like you know, like uh, it's just mm-hmm. something that's uh 
just throw it out there and just it just sticks, you know. Like I, that's that's not my answer. My answer is not that. My answer is uh, oh gosh, cursive the of the ugly organ. I don't know. It's that's that's my pick. It's good for anyone who's who's heard that before. You, you you're you're nodding in your car. You're not you're lathering up your body nude in the shower right now. You're like, yeah, cursive the ugly organ. Like I know that anyone's heard it. If you haven't heard it, uh, I encourage that you check it out. I'll listen to it. <laughs> and that's Eric's wisdom tree. Yeah, it's yeah. not Eric's wisdom tree. Let's. Uh, so one of the things that I peppered into that intro though is broadcasting from Club Thirty Three at Disneyland Resort. Uh, the reason I bring this up, of course, I went to Disneyland. Yes, you did, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted was reaffirmation that I, in fact, did do that. I was trying to think earlier today. I So I I would consider myself a Disney fan, probably more so than, than most. I'm not like the world's foremost authority of Disney fans, but I, I, I am a pretty big fan. I would say I've probably been to a Disney theme park upwards of 10 times in my life, probably around 10 to 15-ish or so, if I had to, to guess. But yeah, Disneyland. I went. Uh, I saw the new Star Wars area. I went on both the new Star Wars rides. I saw the new Marvel area. It was all pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Do you know what Club 33 at Disneyland Resort is, Ryan? I haven't been to Disneyland since I was like six, so... I think we briefly talked about this off-air and I think I might have sold you. Are you are you organizing a bro trip to go to a theme park now? Is that, is this is this happening? This was this was the last time we discussed, right? Is this Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I I mean nothing nothing is in the works, but like this is something that uh I have wanted Disneyland is a place I've wanted to, to return back to. So uh, the prodigal son returns. Yes, yeah. So it, it, it definitely could be as we venture out to the California area. I would say, and I and I said this for, you know, off air last time, I'll say it for posterity now. If I was organizing a bro trip, I don't, like, I love Disneyland. Don't get me wrong. I don't know that Disneyland would be the spot for, like, a group of dudes to go to. I did see one bachelor party there at mm. Disneyland. Um, but that was it. That was, that, that was the one and only time I saw that. Uh, incident take place and i will say if you were to do it i would probably largely stick to california adventure because they serve beer and wine over that park whereas at disneyland they do not at all well so that's that's actually what i was getting into with the club 33 thing so for years and years and years there's this very exclusive area of disneyland i've never been i'm not you know the hard mark podcast isn't doing that well just yet ladies and gentlemen but Club 33, it's above the Blue Bayou. It's above, above the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's this very secret club that you can get into. And for years and years and years, that was the only place that would actually serve alcohol inside of the Disneyland Park. Now that they have the new Star Wars land, there is a cantina in the Star Wars land that also serves alcohol. I was also not able to get into that on my most recent Disneyland trip. So they have to be super busy, right? Like. Yes, they were. I I attempted multiple times to get in through like they have this app thing, and the wait list was always a hundred percent full every time I tried getting in. So yeah, I I had no luck. That's more frustrating than not having the club in general. Like if you <laughs> like, I would be more upset if the app said it was a hundred percent full every time. I I would be yeah, I'd, you know that that would annoy me. Uh, I'd rather just not have. So so you so you really aside from that, they don't serve any alcohol in, at Disneyland. 
No, no. And like you, and I know this has changed since you went when you were like six or seven or whatever, but now they have two parks and you can either buy a ticket to go to one of the two parks or you can do a hopper ticket where you can jump back and forth between the two. So it's like Disney World now. Like what's going on? Yeah, it's like a scaled down version of Disney World. Yeah. Like Disney World, I want to say, has like four, mm-hmm, five, six mm-hmm. different parks. This is basically two parks. But yeah, the California Adventure Park, they serve beer. I had a couple. It was cool. And uh, Disneyland, very difficult to uh, come by any alcoholic beverages whatsoever. Although you could at any point go to the downtown Disney area, get nice and sauced, and then go back into Disneyland. Okay. So that is I an see. option. Yeah. This is probably good to know. Uh, yeah, you know, I hope you're writing as, all these notes down for yeah, your bro, oh yeah. your bro Disney trip. You will never catch me not taking notes. <laughs> so, uh, if I had to plan a trip, like a, a dude trip, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, I think that would be the spot. Knott's Berry Farm is that? It's in California. It's very close to Disneyland. I've done Knott's Berry and Disneyland on the same vacation a few times before. I don't want to sound ignorant, but I don't really know. Like, is it a theme park? Like, is it a, like, yes. uh, rides and, like... Yes. All of the above. Like, Six Flags, but better? Yeah, I mean, Six Flags, but uh, but different. It's kind of like a hybrid of Disneyland and, and a Six Flags. Okay. So, like, Knott's Berry Farm, you know, they don't have characters. There's no little berries running around. So, they have a deal with, like, the Charlie Brown characters and whatnot so like all the charlie brown characters are like running around the park stuff like that it has one of my favorite rapids rides which is grizzly rapids mm, nice. great time you have got yeah. like little bigfoot steps leading up to the front of it it's a it's a great time for the okay. whole family okay. uh and and terrific fried chicken and beer oh presumably beer i guess i don't know off the top of my head oh, but really? I, you laid this out and you don't know there's beer there like i don't know if they, i haven't been in a long time but uh they probably have beer <laughs> We're just going to go there and purchase, you know, these tickets based off their good fried chicken. Like, is that like... <laughs> you? Yeah, right. As soon as we get done recording, you are immediately going to buy tickets to Knott's Berry uh, Farm. So I don't see Eric. <laughs> so I'll, I'll research. I don't know about the whole beer is, is situation. I do know California Adventure for sure. Beer is there. And it's good beer, too. It's not like just fucking Coors and shit like that. We're talking like good craft beer. Uh, one of my favorite beers, Brother Thelonious. Uh, they, I had that there. I think Southern California has an underrated craft beer scene. Uh, with San Diego being in the mix and everything, like you don't you hear about like Portland and Seattle, but like San Diego's got a fun. Like my favorite beer is also like out of San Diego, like Ballast Point. Like they Ballast Point had a um, restaurant at Downtown Disney. As a matter of fact, I almost oh, went there. Nice. You should have gone. I should have. Yeah. Two sculpins, please, is what I would have said. <laughs> but but yeah, any so you haven't been to Disneyland in a long time. Any other theme park experience? Any I mean I've been to Disney World like several times. Um I didn't I'd rather have gone to Universal. Like I like theme parks, I like rides, I like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I was where did I go? It's like seven, oh, the first time I was 14 or 15, and I had strep throat the second I got on the plane to go to Disney World. Oh, no. I mean, I just, like, it, nasty strep throat, like, really bad. And I played it off the whole time, like, I didn't have it, because, like, <laughs> I felt, because I was with, like, uh, my buddy's, like, family. I don't want to be, like, you know, I don't want to be a downer, like, so I, you know, I just ate a lot of, like, co- I tried, uh, but that, that was, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> um, damn. And then when I was 17, I went again. Uh, and we weren't as focused on the rides at the time. I think we were at the age where we were like, 
We thought we were going to hook up with a lot of girls in Disney World, but we didn't hook up with any girls. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who goes to Disney World to try and find girls to hook up with? We would go anywhere to try to hook up with girls at this point, but we thought Disney World, we're in Florida, where the beaches are at, the palm trees, like we're going to bathing suits, like we we're going to like, and we, we understood, we didn't have a choice. We weren't, we didn't make the trip to Disney World. It wasn't, but we were like, we're going to find a way to. Okay. Okay. So you uh, were trying to, so you were, you were, this was happening regardless. You were just trying to glass half full it and be like, oh, I bet we're going to meet all these cool Florida babes at Disney World. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We were fully like thinking that that was going to be the case. It was right. And then you lost your virginity on It's a Small World. (laughs) It's actually a garage floor, Eric, but like. close yeah i really want to go to in japan now they have a nintendo Mm. section of the universal park that they have a mario kart ride for i'm desperate to go to that Uh, i also am very curious to check out the simpsons area of universal i want to say that's universal california okay yeah no i'm 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 into the theme park idea like i just haven't you know something gone (laughs) but i'm totally i you know um, I think maybe as I progress in my 30s, maybe that'll be something I I hit up more often. Stuff like that. Sure. No, well, let me keep me posted on how plans uh, sort of go for that. If you have any cool, like, hookup schemes, <laughs> yeah, Paramount theme park or anything like that, just just keep me posted. I will I will let everyone know. Yes. Yes. This is, the, this is the place for these types of updates, Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you and Greta with a romantic rendezvous yeah. on top of Six Flags yeah. Magic Mountain. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, speaking of which, actually, I'm glad that I just mentioned romantic rendezvous. Because do you know the date that this episode is going to be coming out, Ryan? February 10th. We're talking right before the mo- most romantic holiday of the entire calendar year, we're talking Valentine's Day, Ryan. And I wanna—I wanted to pitch it to you, a man of refinement, a man of romance. Is there anything especially romantic that you can think of that you've ever done uh, for a significant other? Uh, maybe any romance tips that you wanted to give out to the hard markomaniacs uh, that happen to be listening for this type of very sensible advice here today. <laughs> oh, come on. What? Um, I'm not I'm not asking you to give away any, you know, tricks in the bedroom, although, you know, I'm all ears. <laughs> I think I was more like romantic when I was like in seventh grade than I am. <laughs> now. That was your peak. What did you do in seventh grade? Well I had like so I had a a a girlfriend in seventh grade, whatever you want to like call that. Sure. Seventh grade, you know. And I, I, I got, I got like a necklace and like a teddy bear for her. And wow. then very quickly, like, you know, ran it over to her and we hugged and then we parted ways again for the, and then we called each other like on the phone after school. Like, what was the necklace? It was like a, it was like a, it was like a heart. I can't remember if it was a locket, but it was like a heart shaped necklace, like a, just a little silver. Okay. Yeah. It Classy. was, I, yeah, I'm sure it was like, you know, I don't know, 10 or $15. Like, um, and yeah, it came with a little teddy bear too. Like I might have bought it as like a set. I can't. I can't fully recall, but like stuff like that. Um, and then we kind of became less and less like into Valentine's Day as like you know like 
Who, who's we? You and you and your seventh grade girlfriend? No, no, like, like Greta, <laughs> Greta and I. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, got it. We've we've progressed from the seventh grade girlfriend. Yeah, Shout out I, to Ryan's was, seventh grade that was girlfriend. Probably, yeah, my most. Uh, that's when I was, you know, like into it, and then I, you know, I just felt like weird about. It. And then we didn't <sighs> see. You feel like every guy says this, right? Like, oh, like she doesn't care about Valentine's Day. Now I feel bad, like, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of we we do dinner like stuff like stuff like that, right? Ah, uh, like you're cooking dinner. You just guys go out to dinner. Um, I mean, I think I don't know. We I, I we haven't made any special reservations. I don't believe to go out to dinner, but we probably done a mix of both. Um, okay, sure. Yeah. So last year I sent um, chocolate covered strawberries to Chicago, or uh, they were probably already in Chicago, but I had them delivered. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's that's sweet. Yeah. That's a sweet thing. Why, why wasn't that your first fucking answer, dude? Because I think that's like a basic thing, right? Like you should do like, <laughs> like I I poured my heart into my like seventh grade Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> right. And then it was crushed, and then then all the romance <laughs> was wrung out of you like a sponge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so by the time Greta got to you, you were just a romanceless husk, just a piece of shit, like <laughs> just a. <laughs> Romanceless piece of shit. Yeah, but yeah, no, we like you know stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Uh, any any tips uh, for bedroom moves that people should make sure to <laughs> include, Ryan? Any? I don't know if I want to like. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to tip your hand, right? It's, like, it's what's what's a good you know sexual maneuver among friends, Ryan? This okay, is this get is laid out the first thing on the Instagram like trailer, and I'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a text message like. <laughs> <laughs> you told him about your move? Well, so it's not that it's related to the thing we were just talking about, but I'm glad that we've talked about kind of your romantic things because I actually did a little bit of reconnaissance, Ryan. Uh, I treat I treat my job as host of this show very seriously. I want to make sure that I'm doing the research, I'm putting in the time, because the Markomaniacs, they deserve a well-researched, highly scientific show. So what I did was, Ryan, I reached out to the lovely and vivacious Greta, and I asked her, just, hey, like, what is what are some cool, like, romantic things that Ryan's done? We're doing a, a Valentine's Day episode uh, coming up really soon. We're recording that next. So, you know, what 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 should I know about? What What's the romantic side of Ryan looking like? Do you have any suspicions on what, what her answer was to me? <laughs> I have no idea what this could be. This is good. Uh, I'm interested right now to find out. Um, so, okay, she gave me two two things. One painted you in not a great light, and the other one was a legitimate nice thing. Yeah. Uh, do you have any guesses what either of these items would be for Valentine's Day, or like just in general? I think these are. In, in fact, now that you mention that, good point. Neither of these are Valentine's related. They are in general things. But I think she felt bad by throwing you under the bus with the first thing she said. Did she? So she did that first and then came back. She gave the bad thing first and then she was like, oh, but but he, he's not so bad. You know she wanted to like get it out like immediately. She Yeah, it's like a battered woman when she's like, oh, but he, but he came back and he got me like a pizza. And, yeah. you know, he's really apologetic about it. It was like one of those types of situations. Not implying that, our, that the talent is a wife beater. That's not... <laughs> I don't have a wife, so I'll hit you. I'll hit you with the good thing first. So the good no, thing why first. Why would you hit me with the good thing first? Because the Is other it... thing's funnier to me. Okay, so the right. good, the good thing that you did. So, uh, in fact, I'll just read. I'll just read it. 
I'll just read it. So th- this is, again, her backpedaling after the initial thing of like, <laughs> yeah, here's how romantic this motherfucking guy is. Uh, this is her be, be like, oh, but he's not a total piece of shit. Uh, one thing does come to mind, though. He bought a super nice traveling backpack carry-on thing for Christmas when he knew I was planning on doing my multi-country Europe trip. It's still one of my fave bags. That's brutal. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally brutal. So, I mean, that's pretty romantic. So, Markomaniacs are going to take it. Like, you got to be thoughtful with your gift giving, okay? Take a take a lesson from Ryan. You know, think about what does my partner really need, and then do that. Like, go out of your way to do that thing. Like, the, like a nice guy like Ryan is. Yikes. <laughs> and now do you want to hear the other thing now? Apparently, you forgot her birthday. Um, not this past year, but the year prior. Oh, she, that was it? Yeah, she screenshotted it. <laughs> Uh, Ryan's text message to Greta, uh, presumably not on the date of her birthday. Um, happy birthday, babe. I totally forgot and feel very bad about that. What's your address? So, wait a minute. Now I'm piecing... Was... The the strawberries were not because you forgot her birthday, was it? No. no. <laughs> you, had to, you had to think about it, though. This, this was... This... Okay. Alright. This was not... This was on her birthday. Okay. I don't know okay. if it makes it any better. I didn't oh, do this. Oh, okay. Hat. This was so I, you. Yes, on the. I'm day. understanding. And not that that's great. And I, I real like, I remember this text. I was sitting at work, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I, and we we're honest with each other, you know, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Honesty. <laughs> honesty. The most romantic thing that there is, Markomaniacs. Honesty. So. um... Yeah, and she I, again. She had recently moved to Chicago, so right. I, I, I didn't have the the address. And uh, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, that was bad. Looking <laughs> back, I probably should have uh, not said that. Um, but I was just being honest, you know. Like, sure, right? Exactly. That's just what a good person, a good honest person in a loving relationship does. Is they're just right. you know, <sighs> right. A good romantic clearly, honest clearly man. She feels the same way about it. Like, <laughs> So yeah, no, not not great, not a fine moment. Um. <laughs> but then she stuck up for you. So after she she told me about that, she was like, "Oh, but this bag." See, the, I think she's even shitting on me there. Like, I think she's <laughs> she found a way to make it like kind of like, oh, that's. A, but she's still like she knows. To be fair, you are also the most defensive human being I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life, and will look for any way to turn anything into a slight against you. <laughs> Am I doing that now? Yes. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So to work on this a little bit, maybe bring back some of my seventh grade uh, self. There you go. I think yeah. that she'd really appreciate a nice teddy bear and a $15 necklace myself. <sighs> well, we'll see. Um, well, I'll let you know how that goes. Maybe it'll make our like next year's Valentine's Day list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you never know. Keep it, keep us posted on uh, on how it goes. But uh, yeah, I'll make sure to keep tabs on you know your romance moving forward for sure. <laughs> so happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Yeah. Uh, uh, last couple things before we get into some wrestling here today. Uh, so Ryan, maybe you can help me out with this, or maybe you can just give me some feedback. I don't know. We'll 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 see how this goes. So I have time off coming up. A fairly substantial chunk of time off. I'm not going anywhere. 
Um, so I want to try and maximize this time. I already have a to-do list that I have started assembling and putting together so that I do not forget anything that I need to do during this time off. Uh, I wanted to kind of get your input, uh, see if there's anything that I'm missing, see if there's anything that could be enhanced, etc. So would you mind giving me some feedback on my time off projects, Ryan? Of course. Of course, sir. This is a a week and a half, just so you're aware. And and, uh, Sorry, what what is it? When? Yeah, what season? Like, is it... This is uh, fall. This is, this is um, well, yeah, I guess fall, winter. So it's basically the week and a half encompassing Thanksgiving and then the following week after that. Mm, okay, okay, I see. Yeah. <clears throat> and so Heather is not taking any time off. She, like, for her, it's basically like if she's not working, then she's just not making any money. She's not a salaried employee. It's all commission-based. So it's just me on my lonesome figuring out, what I want to do. So here, here's my time off projects, Ryan. Let me hit you with some of these things. Uh, first thing, clean gutters. Mm, good times. Can I hit you with this piece of knowledge? Yeah, hit me with it. I have been living in my home, uh, I want to say over three years now. I have never once cleaned my gutters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> should do. You should, yeah, it's probably good that I made your list. <laughs> I just got a ladder, so, yeah, so I didn't have a ladder until now. You have a big house, like the uh, you'd have to get up three stories. Yeah, there. I'm not going to do those. There's there's not enough trees to to warrant those gutters being cleaned. I was more thinking about garage gutters. That's it. Probably yes. That, the other gutters, I'm sure, are fine. I can I can peek in those. There's not trees above those other gutters. It'll be okay. So, like, you, you've made this a list out. I mean, you're only going to clean your your garage gutters? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that's that'll all that needs. You, that'll take you 30 minutes. Get a hose and just spray them out. Like, Well, yeah, that's okay. So I didn't miss anything, then, is what you're saying. So you're on board with this? Okay. Yeah, sure. It's a list, Ryan. It's not just one thing. I'm just, I'm going to. You don't have gutters in the front of your house? Yeah. You're not going to do them, though. There's not trees that are putting leaves into those gutters yeah but like everything's running down off your roof there's probably some debris coming down from other like sources gets windy in the fall i mean eric's been three years and you don't know when the last guy did it but you're gonna take 20 minutes put it on your list to do your garage gutters like yeah because that's a one-story gutter it's a one-story i don't want to do a three-story gutter well that's what i was like damn eric i'm impressed like you're going up there and do it no I'm never going to go up there ever. I'm never ever going up there. You're I will not a pay roof someone. Guy, t- and I get that. Like I spent a lot of time on roofs, so you know. God damn it, Ryan! The fucking roof thing all over again. I totally forgot about your history. I mean, you're coming. You're coming back. You're visiting in the near future. Maybe you know you can hop up there. I'll let you hang out on my roofs if you want to give it a nice little clean. I didn't know. I I, <laughs> I will hang out on your roof. I will not clean your gutters for you, Eric. I mean, if you're going to be up there anyway, Ryan, just clean I'll the discuss, gutters. I'll discuss how shitty your gutters look and tell you about <laughs> it. Like, but I will not clean your gutters for you, Eric. Like, that's classic, Ryan. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first project. First thing that Eric needs to do: clean his gutters. Uh, second thing: four hundred one k project. Oh, so not to get too in the weeds on this subject, but basically, finances are daunting at times, and so I established a four hundred one k. At the previous place that you and I used to work at years ago, I have a 401k with them. Then I also have a 401k with my previous job, 
before the place that I'm working at now. So now I have all these different 401ks lurking about, and I need to look about consolidating all these 401ks. I bet, I bet that'll be pretty easy. <laughs> I, think, I hope so. I think that's a pretty common issue people run into. And so like, you'll probably get on for a minute and be like, nice. This is, this will take me just as long as it take me to clean the garage gutters. <laughs> Quit poo pooing all my projects here, Ryan. So I know you're a, you're a big finance guy, you know, in your world of banking there. But uh, I, I have different types of 401ks. It, it didn't occur to me until years afterwards that I have a mixture of Roth and also uh, pre-tax 401ks. Yeah, but, so, but a Roth usually isn't a like a. It's usually yeah, they're different. Like Roth is set up separately than your 401k. Like, yeah. So you had. So that, yeah, that's going to cost you money probably if you try to convert all that into, or like, or like if you just, just keep them separate, just keep them separate, but like under the same umbrella of, uh, you know. That's what I was leaning towards is having like two that would kind of fall under the same umbrella. One would be Roth, one would be not. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine with that. Don't try to merge them because then you're in for a whole like uh, nightmare of. Oh, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't uh, gonna. Yeah, this guy, like I usually need to work at a bank and he, he's got it. That's right. It's my Scottish so, blood. That'll be fine. That's a good call. Okay, just a couple of other things on here. And, and of course, let me know if there's anything I'm missing here, Ryan. If there's something that should be on this list that's not, mm-hmm. uh, keep me posted. Uh, uh, third item, backup arcade data. <laughs> I have no idea how long that will take <laughs> or what it even looks like. <laughs> the gist of it is all of the data for my for my arcade machine is stored on like a memory card. Yeah. If something was to happen to that memory card, if the data somehow become corrupted, the memory card failed, I would basically lose everything on the arcade. And so I remember when I first bought it, there were also instructions on how you can create a backup of that data. I haven't really looked at it at all since I originally got the thing, but it's like, okay, I've got this time. I'm going to finally back up that arcade data so then I have a spare in case anything you know does happen to that arcade. So... Like, if you were to lose this arcade data, would that be upsetting? Would that be a, a, a big deal? I mean, those are two different things. Would it be a big deal? No. Would it be upsetting? Yes. Like, you you like you have your high scores and stuff like... No, it's less about the high... No, it's not even the high scores. It's the games themselves. Oh, oh. So, like, if that card gets corrupted, then you lose, like, actual like game. Then the games are gone. Then it's just a big wooden Can thing... You- can you just get like okay that okay? <laughs> so since you have the box essentially, could you plug yeah. another chip in there, another card, and like run different games? I think in theory I could, yes. But this, they're not easy to come by or something like. I just don't, I haven't bothered figuring out how all that works. And you like these games? <laughs> you sound like a, a therapist. I mean, yes, I enjoy the game. There's, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, Ryan, but there's like sixteen thousand games on there. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's nice for sure. But like, okay, so you want to keep the game? Okay, all right, that's fine. I just want to have a functional <laughs> copy. If something was to happen to the to the card that's in there now, then I could just be like, okay, I'll replace it with a new card, and then I don't lose those games. Because if if the card dies before I make a backup, then I don't know how to get that shit back. Yeah, well, on like a high level, not to get like too into the weeds. How do you how do you back that up? Like, is there a process? I don't know for yet. That? 
Years there ago. is. I got an email when I ordered the arcade, but I haven't looked at it yet. So that's, again, a project for when I'm I off. like that. That's a great like way to spend part of your list uh, You know, on your week and a half off. That's, uh, yeah, let me know how it goes. I don't... Listen, one thing I didn't ask you to do is come up with time frames <laughs> on how long each of these things... Are, because you're making it feel like I should be done with these things in like a day. I mean, the first two you listed, Eric, will take you less than an hour, like... I don't know how you're going to spend I, your time, like, if you do them consecutively. I, this one probably won't even take you that long, like, but it's it's better, like, you're making... I, it's, a, it's a big, it's a two, it's a two-car garage with a shop, and it's three 401ks that I'm trying to condense. This is going to take much longer than you're thinking. This is going to take longer, this is going to, multi-hour of project no, here. No, no, Eric. First of all, you're not doing anything with you, you're just requesting... <laughs> The other people have to do the work, and then your fucking garage, you're just gonna have to spray down one section. One section, and that's it, you're done. Two sections, Boom. two sections. Two sections, and then you're done. And I have to figure I, out the you ladder don't even thing? need a ladder. You could just, I mean, like. What do you mean I don't need a ladder? Okay, you might need a ladder, but like. I do! <laughs> Yo, you, okay, but not a real ladder. You need like a tiny ladder, and you just need to get. You could even do it with your hand. You have I mean, Eric. I'm just disappointed you're not actually cleaning out. I feel like you're taking out your lack of romance on me right now. I feel like this is just <laughs> penance for that. <laughs> Last couple things. Uh, vaccine booster. So oh, I think I'm oh. due for my booster shot for the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, got to gotta figure that out. Got to schedule it. Or I don't even think you have to. I think you just go in now. But uh, yeah, that. I'm getting mine too, but like... I'm gonna have to plan to be sick for that's gonna take you more time than any of this. You're gonna be sick for a couple of days, maybe. Or were you see? Sick? I, huh, huh? Did you get sick on your on your booster? Or oh, with the your original first, one, your first your second shot, I guess. Yeah, because I had the Pfizer, so I, I got yeah. two. Um, I don't think I did. I don't mm. think that I did get sick either. I think I had a little bit of the Rhea, but that also could have been due to my my chef my chefing mm. abilities. Yeah, that I I undercooked some chicken or something, but. I had I remember getting a little bit of the Rhea, but that was it. I was sick. A little bit of mud butt. Greta said she was sick too, so just you know, I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'll get sick. But maybe uh, I won't. Maybe I won't. I'm gonna get this one and then we'll see how I feel about the rest of the COVID shots. I'm I don't give a give me a shot. Give me a shot. Whatever. Protect me from, from COVID. I don't care. But my my issue with it now is that I am not I rarely get sick. Like, mm-hmm. I can go years without getting sick, and I am not cool with getting sick every six months now for, like, two days because I got this booster shot. That's my only thing. You a Pfizer guy or Moderna guy? Pfizer guy. I got, okay. I got the Pfizer one. Yeah, I got I got really – I mean, I, it was, like, 24 hours, but I felt like like I had the flu. Like, mm. it, was not, it was not great. Um, that's, my only, that's my only issue with it, but, you know, I, I – you know, these family plans. I don't want to get COVID and like, you know, bring it up to my grandparents. So sure. No, <laughs> understandable. I'm just going to get it. Uh, All right. Well, maybe I'll plan on that. at kind of that, that, that full week that I've got the start of that full week. That way it doesn't interfere with my weekend plans. Right. All your big, you know, the plans that going to take you so long. Okay. Okay. Ryan, uh, la- last project, last time off project I got here, Ryan, uh, new phones. I've had, I've had my wife and I have both had our current cell phones for, like three-ish years. They were certainly not top of the line at that time. I think it's time we upgrade. I suspect there's probably going to be some sort of deals, some hot 
hot deals going on around that point in time. So replace the phones. Like, and that, Ryan, that's like the better part of a day to like sync up all your apps, figure all that shit out, make sure you got all your contacts there. That's like the better part of a day. Am I right? I'm not trying to like, like be argumentative, but no, Eric. Because your phone just does it for you now. It'll literally sync up everything from your previous phone in like five minutes. I get a new phone every two years. Like, do you really? I do. It's just it's it's built into my like budget. Like, I pay a hundred bucks a month for my phone plan and my phone, and then once the two years is up, I pay off my phone. And I just get a new one. Not because I'm a super wealthy guy, just because I love I love getting a new phone. Like, I just I don't even need it. Like, the phone I had two years ago probably just fine. Like, but I like. A brand new phone with great battery life. Like uh, I don't new... like your spending habits, Ryan. <laughs> it's budgeted in, Eric. It's just budgeted <laughs> in. It's budget. What am I supposed to do with this extra thirty bucks a month? You know, like yeah, exactly. What I mean, just gamble it away. Maybe I'm not sure. Right, right, yeah. Um, so no, I think that's you know I wouldn't have even made a list, and I might not have done anything. But I just. Maybe think about getting on your roof, Eric, and looking at your gutters and seeing. I don't. Just look. My just wife... take a look. Get on the front of your house where it's only one story and then just go to the back and you know, you'll, you'll feel better. I'll consider it. I'll consider it. I might, I might take the new ladder out to the front of the house. If it's a low We're ladder first guys, floor gutter. All right. Ladder matches the greatest match. Well, we should, you know, there's a website that I was just on about ladders, you know? <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll, hold, you know, I come up there, I can hold the ladder, whatever, you know? Okay. I'll get up on the roof. Uh, Eric. Now that you so you mentioned this, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the hot seat because I've had people ask me about this. Is there any chance of an in-person hard mark episode coming up? Yeah, I think I think so. Like I probably okay. that. Yeah. Okay. More more to come soon. Okay. One last question I'm going to ask before we get into the the wrestle talk. I don't think this is going to be a big complex thing. It's not big big project anything like that. Uh, Ryan Murphy, I think I know the answer to this, but I'd like you to confirm: Are you a big farter? God. I mean, yeah. Like what? Not really. Like, like what are you like? What? Oh, God. I've never like, heard you fart. Yeah, or I smelled I, it. I try not to go out of the way, like out of my way in public to. So you're a farter on the DL. Yeah, like at home. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if I asked Greta this question, what would her response be? Yeah, I even try to, like, I would say, like, I try to, like, I tame it, like, around anybody. But if I'm alone, like... Uh, listen, Artful Dodger, you didn't answer my question. If I asked Greta if if you were a big farter, what would she say? I mean, I think she would probably say, like, she'd lean towards... I, guess, I mean, fuck, I guess it depends on, like... Like, I don't know what she would say, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> On this romantic Valentine's Day episode, you don't even know what your own girlfriend would say about your farting habits. I don't know how she would like interpret that. Like, I I don't know. Like, I I don't think that I am a big farter. For the record, like I rarely fart around other people. Maybe I'm not, but like I I it's one of my like you know favorite like things to like when you're when you're sleeping and no one's with you and you just like have the whole like the whole night to like just fart. <laughs> It's it's honestly one of the best things like ever. You know, you know, it's it, I I you know, there's a special place in my heart for it. Like, but uh, yeah, your no. room probably smells terrible. I'm just looking at it right now. What's wrong with my room? There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just speculating on the smell of it, just because of the love that you've espoused 
for the idea of farting in an empty room by yourself. It's not a big like day thing. I think it's like more of like a night thing. Like you know, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, like there's something about just being able to just you know just fart all night like freely and openly. Um, and I think maybe that's why I may I'm more contained during the day. You know, like uh-huh. it's because I just you know I get it out later. You're a fart vampire. That's what it sounds like to me. Sure. You're just yeah. This this is shocking to me because you don't strike me as like a stinky guy. I'm not. I'm not. I just, you don't <laughs> fart at night, Eric. Like, I mean, I don't fart any more at night than I do during the day. Oh, really? No. That's you spread you, you spread them evenly out throughout the yeah. day. There's no reason. Like, why would I fart more at a t- certain time of the day than like, others? Like it. Nothing like a like a nice fart to go to bed. You know, right before you fall asleep. Like, <laughs> I mean. Not to get too weird with this, but is it like the smell of your own brand that's getting you off in this scenario, it's just or what a is it? Release, like, like it feels so. Like if you if you have to hold it in for whatever you don't you like, that's the worst. Like, right. So at night, it's just a free, like, open, like, place to just you know. See, I think I think the big difference between you and I in this scenario is you have you have been, except for your extended unemployment streak, which was well documented here on the program. <laughs> with the exception of that, you have been going into offices to work among other people, so you can't just yeah. fart freely. For me, I don't even give it a second thought because I'm by myself at my desk at my house all day, every day. I farted a tiny bit at work today. <laughs> I was like, oh my, but what have I done? Like, what? I, I'm hoping like no one goes back around. Like, I have time. Like, how long is this going to take? I'm worrying. I'm like analyzing the situation. You know, I, there's a lot that goes into it. I come home. I just, you know, I fart like here and like, we're good. What, what did the diet, because you're living with four other people or five? Uh, four total. Four. Uh, is there one guy that has a reputation for being a big farter in your house? No, no, I, no. I feel, okay, and I know this is getting a completely off-tangent sort of thing, but I kind of have to take you to task. Why have we not gotten any fucking house stories yet? I I refuse to believe that a house of five men in Las Vegas, there's not just wacky shit happening all the time, right? I would say, like, like when we, uh, when we do, like, an uh, in-house podcast, an in-person podcast, I'll I'll let you know, like... (laughs) Yeah! The fucking the fucking walls are always listening. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's yeah, five people here. Like you know, like <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. You don't want to piss I, people. I, I, it's I like, told you like a little bit about it, but like you know, I'm not gonna like. I it's yeah. We'll wait for an in person. Okay, noted. Well, I'm just glad that something's coming because I knew for a fact, like when you, when we did our final in person one before, I was like, man, Ryan's gonna have so many fucking crazy ass Las Vegas stories. He's gonna be in a house of dudes. It's gonna be wild, and it's like so benign. You're just talking about farting in your sheets all day. Okay, in the fairness, like I live in Summerlin, Nevada. Like it's 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 like. I'm trying to think. It's like more like Bellevue than not Bellevue because Bellevue is like a nice city. Like this, it's suburbia too. It's like Mill Creek okay. on steroids. Like there's okay. nothing, you know. So it's not like I'm living in on the strip, but it is getting more interesting. Like you know, things are like picking up, and like uh, it's it's gotten more engaging here than the last like couple months. So I don't it's, like it's, your corporate speak, Ryan. I don't. I don't like that at all. 
is beating around the bush, asking <laughs> yeah. us to read between the lines. We'll circle back, like uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the original uh, Las Vegas disruptor, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no. Uh, yeah, but I, I think in December. Uh, yeah. We'll, okay. We'll touch on that. All right, a couple more episodes. We're not committing to anything yet, but there is a possibility of an in-person one, and perhaps we'll we'll wring more information out of Ryan then about all the men's buttholes he's seen and whatever else has happened Jesus that he's refusing man, like to tell us. I don't know. I'm speculating. I don't know, Ryan. These are words inserted into my mouth. He didn't say no, everybody. He didn't say no. Okay, I think it's, I think it's wrestling time. Time for wrestling. Let's do it. Are you feeling? Are you feeling spry today, Ryan? How are you feeling, like brain wise? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because on, I yeah. think it's important to set the stage. Do you know how many victories you've had in a row on this program? Seven. And eh, not that high. Five. Five. Your all-time record. It's pretty good, though. Your all-time record on the show is six. So if you win today, you will then effectively tie. Your win streak record. Was this part of the streak that I went through with like the multi-episode or multi-match episode? I suspect yes. Yeah, because I, I couldn't have had five in a row in any other period. There's no, there's no way. No, no, no. You were I very bad up until recently. I would have notated that. I would have had that on my notes and I would have brought yeah. those with me to Las Vegas. I won Copious. five in a row. Like, you know. Yeah, well, you've won six in a row at one point in time. But yeah, you're up to five now. So I just wanted to to make sure because the stakes. Not saying that they're super high, but they're they're up there. If you if you're going for the glory, this is a big one. So <clears throat> with all that said, we we have seen a lot of matches from the 1990s lately. So I thought it might be good to take a break, have a little palate cleanser. So we should get away from the Hogans, get away from the Austins, and take a look at a different piece of wrestling history. Uh, so we're going to revisit a little company that we've seen once before known as TNA, which stands for total nonstop action, not tits and ass. You cheeky little monkey. So the only match that we have seen from that company was way back in episode 16. And it featured survivor winner, Jenna Maraska taking on queen Charmel in a match ranked second from the bottom in our list, firmly in the fucking trash section. Do you remember anything about that match? <laughs> it was trash. Exactly. Well, I mean, you're a big Survivor guy, so it had the it had Jenna yeah, Maraska yeah, from yeah, Survivor. Yeah, no, remember, that's yeah. that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> TNA Ryan has had a troubled history, and while Jenna and Charmel, their match is definitely a fair representation of some of the missteps of TNA. There's also been a fair share of positives, namely that they showcased a lot of up-and-coming talent throughout the early 2000s looking to make a name for themselves. And it was this hungry talent that we're going to be featuring today on Hard Mark, a true podcast of opportunity if there ever was one in our match here today that takes place in September of 2005 out of the impact zone in Orlando, Florida. Nice. Uh, our first competitor is the reigning defending X division champion. He is known as the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. 
Now, the X Division was largely comprised of light heavyweights, meant to provide a faster pace of action than traditional heavyweight wrestlers. So they're a little bit lighter, a lot, a little bit more movement, uh, generally more athletic, etc. Uh, however, the tagline of the X Division for TNA was, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits, meaning that anyone, regardless of poundage, could compete in the division. So it was a little bit different than your typical like light heavyweight cruiserweight division in wrestling. Uh, now, as far as the champion is concerned, Christopher Daniels was a veteran wrestler, having started his wrestling career back in 1993. At this time in his career, at the time of this match that we're going to be watching, Christopher Daniels was a bad guy. He was a cocky, arrogant dick who had claimed to be the face of the company, the face of TNA. By this point, he had officially become the longest reigning X Division champion of all time with a reign of over six months, sneaking out wins against a variety of challengers in the process. Uh, his fallen angel nickname is really just more for flavoring at this point. Uh, the original premise of his character was that it was going to have a religious aspect, sort of like how gold dust was tied to sexuality, uh, but that element was never really explored in a lot of details. So overall, he's just kind of an asshole. Uh, any questions so far around this gentleman? Uh, no. No, I think I... Okay, all right. Now, <clears throat> Christopher Daniels had a longtime rival during his time in TNA, one of the greatest athletes in the history of pro wrestling, a man by the name of the phenomenal AJ Styles. So AJ had broken to wrestling in 1998 towards the end of the Monday night wrestling boom. Unfortunately for Styles, once WCW went under, that left a lot of undersized talent. So guys that aren't, you know, over six feet, aren't 250 pounds. A lot of those guys were left on the outside looking in on the land of the giants known as WWE. Now on the plus side, that meant that AJ Styles was arguably the greatest American wrestler not under a WWE contract, and he was able to carve his own niche within TNA, leading him to be the most decorated X-Division champion of all time, having won the title a record four times. But with his rival Christopher Daniels having a stranglehold on the title, Styles was set on defeating him and becoming the X-Division champion for an unprecedented fifth time. But, Ryan... As is common in wrestling, things, they, they're just never that easy. Enter Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe has been wrestling since the year 2000 and quickly made a name for himself as a powerful and dominant competitor. Weighing in at nearly 300 pounds, Samoa Joe was a decidedly different type of wrestler than Styles or Daniels, focused on more of a UFC style of offense of strikes and submission holds, and he would use his size, his weight, and his power to his advantage. So Joe had demolished the X Division to this point. He was undefeated over the previous four months, and uh, without facing anyone able to pose any significant challenge to him, the only exception of someone who was able to take it to Joe and to put him to his limits was the previously discussed AJ Styles. So AJ and Joe faced off in the finals of a tournament with the winner earning a title shot against Christopher Daniels for the X Division Championship. Daniels got physically involved, costing AJ that match and ensuring that Samoa Joe would be the one to go on to face Daniels. This incident 
led TNA matchmakers to decide that AJ was unfairly cheated out of his opportunity, and so AJ was added to the match as well, making this match a triple threat for the X Division Championship. And the first triple threat match that we have seen so far, that's right, Ryan, for Valentine's Day, I got you a three-way. That's that's nice, <laughs> especially after the lead-up to us. But a triple threat, is that just a three-way match basically yeah and so just to and i knew you were going to ask me about the rules so let's clarify so in a triple threat match the first man to pin or submit one of his opponents is the winner so it is not an elimination style match which means christopher daniels can lose his title and not even be involved in the finish of the match so if joe beats aj or if AJ beats Joe, the match is over and we have a new champion. So from a purely scientific standpoint, you do not have 50-50 odds on this one. Okay. What if can there be like a dual pin? Uh there there could yes, there could in theory be a dual pin or a dual submission, but usually that doesn't happen. I I don't know of occasion where I've seen that off the top of my head, although I'm sure it has happened. So okay, all right, all right. Noted. So yeah. they probably don't have to worry about it when I'm making my pick. No, I would not worry about that um, in this particular case. But yeah, first pin, first submission wins. Uh, again, not elimination. So at any point in time, the match could be over if one of the guys beats one of the other guys. But yeah. all three guys, there is no tagging. So all three guys are involved in the match at all times. Okay. Yeah. This. And so just to kind of finish things out here today before we watch that match, so, just so you kind of get an idea of the alignment of each of these guys, AJ Styles, he's a good guy. Christopher Daniels, he's a bad guy. Samoa Joe, he's kind of somewhere in between. He's like he's a big guy. Not, he's a big guy, exactly. He's a big boy. But yeah, he's kind of in the middle of a good guy, bad guy. He wasn't really established at this point, kind of where he, he lines. So, he's kind of like this intangible that just happens to be in the match as well. So, Ryan's record... As it stands right now, 29 and 22. He is, as we mentioned earlier, on a five match win streak. He could tie his record of six with a win today, but the odds, quite frankly, uh, are against him. 33% chance. So we'll see. Uh, last thing I'll mention. In addition to being able to tie his longest win streak with a victory today, Ryan's record is 2 and 0 in the city of Orlando. So does that mean a promising item for Ryan. I guess we're going to find out here momentarily. Anything else, Ryan, that you have any questions about uh, before we watch this thing? What is my record in the city of Vegas? In matches that have taken place in the city of Vegas? Yes. No. Or since you've been in Las since Vegas? Since I've moved to Las Vegas. I don't fucking know. Oh, Does anyone on, care? Nobody cares, it's Ryan. Kept, oh, my God. Yeah, we've well, got actually, it. you know what? I could probably find out. Here, really quick. Oh, don't worry Let's about see. it. You didn't come prepared. It's okay. No, we'll just, oh, not, not, you, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, okay. You are one, two, three, four, five. You're six and one. Wow. What, what, what a life change I have. <laughs> yeah, you're six and one since you've been in Las Vegas. Uh, of your last ten, you are, you have had eight wins and two losses. So you're in quite quite the hot streak, my friend. But that's why you gotta. That's why we gotta amp up the difficulty. We gotta give you, you know, a new form of matches, which is a triple threat, which we have not yet seen. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead. We're gonna watch that match. We're gonna watch Christopher Daniels defending the X Division title against Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. We will come back to you with our thoughts on that match right after this brief little 
break. Thanks, everybody. Two challengers taking it right to the record holder, the six-month reign of the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Well, let's just say, oh, oh man. Samoa Joe or AJ Styles, they want to end that tonight. Joe says, watch this. Oh, oh man. Who's going to survive? Who's going to thrive and who's going to walk out of here with the X Division title? You can see Samoa Joe right there waiting for his opportunity. You can see him in the foreground. AJ Styles, though, going high risk. Is he going to set him up? He hates those wings. And here it goes. AJ fights it all. back live and in living color we just watched the first ever triple threat match in the history of hard mark uh featuring the stars of total non-stop action gotta love that impact zone it's christopher daniels aj Styles, samoa joe uh ryan basking in his crapulence he's now officially tied his all-time record he he some against all odds 33.3 oh okay all right just do just be annoying for a minute, and then we can move on. But d- just do whatever it is that you're going to do real quick. Well, that was it. That was what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> just, just easy. Yeah. Just easy. But uh, AJ Styles was victorious in that match. Uh, Ryan uh, did make that choice uh, to his credit pretty early in the match. Yeah. What would you? I guess, what did you think of the match? Did you enjoy it? It was a good match. It was a good match, for sure. I, I saw things I've never seen in a wrestling match before. There was a lot of very uh, athletic maneuvers uh that yes we had not previously seen um do you think so this match is regarded as one of was a very very good match it's regarded as a classic match i guess we'll get to the ranking in just a bit but like did you think like oh my god this is like incredible or do you think that this was just a very good match just if you had to guess it was very good like i like like all aspects of it were pretty like good commentary good Good crowd interaction. Good. There was, you know, some pretty good moves, you know, that I hadn't like even seen before. Like all around, like it had a, it had a, you know, it wasn't just like one place had like good aspects and everyone was lacking. It was good. Sure. It, was good. it was solid. It was a solid match. And, like even stuff that you don't even usually like think about, like was good. Like did someone get hit in the face and they stumble a little bit. Like, like <laughs> some some great stumbling. Those guys had some great stumbling moves. I was like, yeah. Are they really like? Are they a little weary right now? Like, what's up? Like, you know, <laughs> they a little punch uh, drunk. Yeah, so, no, yeah. absolutely. Okay, cool. Let's get into the notes. We'll talk about what happened in the match. We have the opening video package highlighting each guy. Uh, they talked a little bit about Joe, AJ, Christopher Daniels, giving kind of the backstory of all that. Then the match starts. Well, maybe not in the match, but the entrances start. First entrant is Samoa Joe, which Ryan referred to uh, repeatedly as a puffy guy. I don't think uh, heavyset boys like being referred to as puffy. Right? They just know they're puffy. They just, yeah. Well, when we yeah. when we go to wrestling together in Vegas for Memorial Day weekend, you're going to see a lot of puffy men. I would probably encourage you not to call them puffy. To I'll just face. get a big sign saying these are real puffy guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You liked Joe overall. It seemed like yeah, he, he probably would have been your pick had had AJ not dazzled you with his athleticism. He won my heart, but yeah, no, Joe. Like initially, I thought I was that, that was going to be my guy. Uh, you know, because of his puffiness, he seems like the type of guy. You know, I 
I'd uh, I'd go into the ring with as a. I don't know what I'm saying. Like you know, I, I just, don't know like, what you're saying either. He's just he's just he has that like he's a comforting puppy like sense to him. You know, like you know what I mean. I like, don't know <laughs> how you could be more of a dick right now. A comforting <laughs> puffy presence to him is that what you said that's yeah i mean and that's the gist that's what i got from him like you know he sounds like, like you nice, want to cuddle nice guy. you seem like you probably be a cuddler like you know yeah like, you guys could just, just fart the night away together yeah maybe like you know you have to <laughs> ask him like yeah he'd but. probably never forget your birthday <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on uh aj style aj styles next I thought that his entrance was going to turn you off of him, honestly. It did. Like what, it did. Because it was not humble, and I know how much of a priority you put on humbleness. But, a man but, emerging from fireworks is the least humble way to, to make an entrance. He was very unhumble. And he has phenomenal written on, on like the ass of his jacket. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But there's just something about, like, he becomes more humble in the ring. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in ring humble. Which is important, you know. You got to recognize that. Like, as a wrestling viewer, you have to recognize when these guys humble themselves inside the ring. And I did. This is is over 50 matches of experience talking, okay? You need to recognize in-ring humbleness and how that's not necessarily the same as out-of-ring humbleness and it's and not. the They're team different. the two they do not necessarily meet in the middle at all at all times once you have the level of experience that ryan has you'll be able to recognize these things for yourself ladies and gentlemen you'll start winning matches too on your next wrestling podcast <laughs> you, know, like. you yourself could be on a six match win streak <laughs> yeah. uh with with knowledge like this uh finally the third and final participant in our match, Christopher Daniels. I feel like Christopher Daniels, like he was good. He had some really good moves, but I don't think he wowed you as much as the other two gentlemen did. He had the best, like, when he got hit, he wobbled. Like, he, that guy, like, threw, like, I was like, damn. Like, like I said, like, did that guy really get hit? Like, he was, <laughs> he was an excellent, like, 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 uh, what am I saying? Like, background, like, character to the match, like. Okay. In my opinion, he didn't really need. I mean, I know like it was three three men, but let's be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, we had AJ and Samoa Joe. Those were our guys, <laughs> right? Chris exactly. Christopher's background guy, but he plays part very well. Like, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Uh, but when he he emerges, he is the current X division champion. Which you as as soon as you saw that belt, you described it as the Dos Equis belt on account of the big red X in the center. I had never put two and two together on that, but it absolutely looks like the Dos Equis. Yeah. Which I think Dos Equis has like what two red X's or something? I think, or? I think it's three, like one big and two small. Is that? Oh, I don't know. I don't. But I yeah, hardly it's ever drink. Like an X, but like it looks like the Dos Equis. The yeah. font and coloring mm-hmm. is virtually identical. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Uh, we got the big match intros where they kind of do the, you know, hailing from da-da-da, et cetera thing. Uh, opening the match, uh, both AJ and Samoa Joe immediately start double-teaming Chris Daniels. They're doing a little kickoff where they're both, like, taking turns, kicking him in the back repeatedly. Daniels gets pissed. They go kind of high-low, and then that's the point because neither of them like Christopher Daniels. So basically, once they take him out, that's when AJ and Joe start kind of going at it uh, between the two of them. Well, I didn't I didn't think that was... I Like, at that point, I was like... Like, I don't know. I just thought, like, that wasn't really a thing. I thought they were just like... It was a wrestling. They, they come in here, three-way match, and they're both, like, kicking the shit out. It was kind of funny. It was 
that was a good way to introduce the match. I liked it, you know, like yeah. It, it was you funny. seem you seem like you were unsure after that sequence, though. Like, are these two guys on the same team against this other guy, or like what was going no, on? No, I was just I was just making my point, Eric, that I had brought up that like there can there could have been like a dual pin, like would have made sense right there. They're both went after the same guy. Can they just dual pin him and like both win? And you're like, right. oh, like I guess technically that could happen, but that's never happened before. Like, why would you even ask that question? Like, it's kind of how you respond. <laughs> I, I never, like, I never said no, no. You're putting words in my mouth. I, I did say I could not think of an occasion where that's happened off the top of my head. I'm sure that it has happened, but it's very, very rare in these types of matches. And then that immediately that would... it fucking happens, like in the in the match. Not, no, it did not no. end that way. Like, but no. immediately. Almost got dual pinned. No, he didn't. Two guys fought. (laughs) No, two guys fought one guy. That's totally different than both guys simultaneously pinning a man. That's just them teaming up on somebody. That's completely different. But you, I mean, you're you're like, oh, that's that's shockingly like, why even be on a wrestling podcast if you're going to ask the dumbest question in the world? Was basically your response to that, like. Here he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He's going super defensive mode, looking for any excuse he can to be the victim. I'm not being defensive. Eric. Perpetual victim, just, Ryan Murphy. Just play back the tape. That's all you need to do. Like, yeah, fucking go back a half an hour and listen to how like normal my cadence was and how I was absolutely was not yelling at him. Normal, like. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, Fuck off. Uh, So they kind of go back and forth. Let's see. Let's jump to the next little bit here. I think, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think right around the point that kind of swayed you to the side of AJ, actually, what was it? Because I remember the first like really big dive where he did a springboard like front flip out to the to the floor onto both Daniels and Joe, but you were ready to pick him prior to that. Was there something in particular that like it was like he seemed like kind of a neutral like guy. Again, his modesty really showed up in the ring, you know, like uh mm-hmm. and I felt that and I was like, this guy's also like he came in, this guy's ripped for sure. Ripped to death, as some would describe and <laughs> uh be on the lookout for that ripped to death <laughs> shirt available in the Hardmark merch shop. Everybody. He just uh, he had, al- alongside our brand new sheesh shirt that uh, <laughs> will also be making its way in the near future. Oh, okay. I don't know. I <laughs> right. we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk off air about the, yeah, the sheesh we'll shirt. Off, we'll take it offline. We'll circle back. Mike. Yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> uh, original yeah, disruptors. No, he had. He had. There was something like I don't know what clicked, but I was like, this guy. This guy has that factor, you know. And I, right, as a wrestling connoisseur i would say like someone who consumes wrestling i picked up on that and brought it to my winning pick absolutely yes i I would agree i think around this same point in time we also talked a little bit about the six-sided ring so not the octagon but i mean it would it would be like a sexagon right i mean i'm pretty sure i didn't count but i was i thought it was octagon shaped (laughs) yeah i mean yeah Six looks more like eight than it does four. That's for sure. And and everything that I've heard from wrestlers and everything, a six sided ring has significantly less give than a four sided ring does. Like it no is doubt. harder on your body. Uh, there is less spring in the boards. It's also a little bit more cumbersome to like run the ropes because you don't generally have like just a straight line to back bounce back and forth between in a lot of those different angles. So it can be. It's good. I've found for more multi-man matches, like a three and four guy uh, match, it tends to be 
more cumbersome for more one-on-one matches, in my opinion. And you also made a dick statement uh, when we were talking about it, about it being a, quote, real ring, unquote. I just pointed out that it's definitely harder. Like, there's no doubt. It was, uh, you have your springy, four-sided, you know, rings, and then you have your real six-sided rings. Also, and I totally forgot about this, you fucking never responded back to the thing that I sent you with the UFC fighter talking about how wrestling rings are absolutely not I trampolines. You, Eric, I looked, I did my own research on this, and I I sorted my controversial in that same thread, <laughs> and there was like one guy who was like, made a statement about how like, oh, like, you know, they're a little springy, and then like, everyone just shit on it, like, and I was like, fuck, like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I'm not I didn't disagreed, but I just did. You know, I, do I need to get shit on? Like, I, I don't need that in my life. Like, well, that's that's kind of what the point of this whole podcast is: is to shit on you, because clearly <laughs> well, your hubris knows no bounds. Your fucking ego is out of control. You need to be shit on just a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Let's <laughs> fucking rain it in here. Like, <laughs> never forgotten my wife's birthday. <sighs> This is gonna be brutal for like the rest of this podcast. I just I like we'll we'll uh we'll come back. But yeah, I think now you got me all flustered. Like <laughs> You're talking really about good, the six sided really rig points and like no well, Yeah, like, about it, how it's it was, not a trampoline and you're wrong no, about get, most things on this okay, but, program. I mean even you pointed out my point that it's harder ring. It's a harder ring than these guys yeah. these these guys in the nineties fighting in two man fights, you know, they had to fight through. Like it's they they Fought on basically trampolines. These guys fought on cement. Like, you know. This is all bullshit. Everything you're fucking saying right now is total horse shit. And it's not to be believed. The opinions of Ryan Murphy. (laughs) Yeah, please. Oh, man. If somebody eventually writes a thesis and cites you, I would be... I would love to read that. Let's see. Let's jump ahead to other cool moves. I'll just maybe let's reference a couple of quick spots in here. Uh, the Muscle Buster. What did you think about that move? Yeah, it was a good move. Uh, Is that your favorite that. move of the match? No. Okay. That's <laughs> I mean, too bad. But like they, I mean, it was, it was a good move, and I thought they had like a lot of good moves up on the ropes. Yeah. Like, and some, some moves that were like good, but not even like bullshit. Like, oh, I'm trying to make like a... You know, make it look nice. Just like real, like punch him in the fucking back of the knee and get him off the ring, like you know, like or get him off the ropes. Like just good, solid wrestling technique, right? Like all around. Yeah. So you did appreciate yeah. when uh, when AJ basically tripped up Daniels, who was like trying to go up to the top yeah, rope. He basically yeah. just shoved him. Daniels went crotch first onto the turnbuckle I mean, and keep it effective. simple, right? Like don't mm-hmm. don't make your life harder. Like you know, you're in a wrestling match, make it hard for the guy. Don't like get fancy. I think I do know what your favorite move of the match was. So there's a point where uh, Samoa Joe has his finishing maneuver, his uh, submission hold, the rear naked choke, the coquina clutch on Christopher Daniels. So they're both kind of laying there. Joe's got Daniels in the choke hold. Meanwhile, AJ climbs up to the top rope, does this ridiculous, weird, spinning, twisting thing, and just crashes down on both of them at the same time. That probably was your favorite move Athletic in the match, yeah? Athletic as fuck. Like, it was, it was yeah. you know... Ripped to death. Timely, like, I don't know. Yeah. It was all of the above. Sheesh as fuck. All right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> all right. These are your words. These are your TikTok guy. Like, these are, these are your things. Like, I haven't brought it up once. Uh, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Not to jump ahead, but I thought the match, like, brought a lot of these fucking great moves. Like, 
Like that mm-hmm. was not only like I mean even Samoa Joe like had had one you know similar like yeah no yeah like, Samoa Joe had a big dive out to the floor definitely I mean great stuff like that's what you like to see you know and uh, you know I can respect that both not only my guy AJ who I picked very 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 early in the match to win for sure. my sixth consecutive win but I can respect that Samoa Joe who did not win who did not beat AJ also has some great moves I respect this is- that. This is true. I was disappointed. So on one of the ring skirts outside of the ring, there was an advertisement for uh, Gresham Wilson, all jacked up. And I know that you're a big fan of shitty country. Yeah. I was, I was okay. saddened to learn that you're not Gretchen, a big Gretchen Wilson fan. I didn't. Say, I, I don't even think Gretchen Wilson falls into like as bad as country's gotten now. Like, <laughs> well, this is 2005. They they had they were going to go down even lower. You know, over the next five was still like, I mean, 2012 got to like, that was my prime, like pop shitty country. Like I loved it. 2012. And now I don't even, it's not even country music anymore. I don't, maybe I'm old or maybe it's not country music anymore. Like what is it? Could be both. Doesn't need to be mutually exclusive. Gretchen Wilson was doing real country music back in, or like something like that. I don't know. It was just, maybe it was good or bad, but like you got 2012 real good, like prime time, like, you know. Yeah. Have you been to a Garth Brooks concert? No, but I, I love Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I only know uh, friend, Friends in Low Places. That's the only Garth Brooks song I know. Yeah, yeah. So to finish things out, uh, so there's a lot of back and forth. There's some some points where like one guy's thrown out of the ring, the other two guys are in there. Like you're thinking like, okay, one of these times when somebody gets thrown out, this is going to be the end of the match. Uh, I think there was a brief moment or two where you were a little concerned for your boy AJ, uh, but then uh, I think towards the end of the match there was a bit where. AJ hits Christopher Daniels with his finishing move, which is called the Styles Clash, where he basically holds the guy upside down by the legs and then just body splashes down on, on the guy's head. That uh, was a spectacular fucking move. And that was You thought for sure the match was over at that I point. I did. Like I I just like you see a move like that and you think that's a finish. That's that's it. And so right. that concerned me a little bit for a second. The fact that Joe interrupted that. Well, the fact that that wasn't like, I was like, you can't really beat that move. I don't think I've right. seen too many things more impressive than that. And then mm-hmm. he gets out of it. Like, you know, as a wrestling, as someone who consumes wrestling on a weekly basis and has done years of matches, like that would concern me, right? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> as a concerned guy, I was like, shit. But then, you know, I realized I myself picked... AJ, I don't often lose. I'll be fine. And I got back into it. So then uh, Samoa Joe gets gets dumped. (laughs) Fuck. Somebody end this man. Somebody just fucking take a shit in his Cheerios or something. Uh, Joe gets tossed outside. Uh, There's a little bit of back and forth between AJ and Daniels. Daniels is going for his finishing move. Ryan did have a very brief moment of, oh, shit, this is going to be the end of the match. Then AJ countered that, uh, basically did this kind of crazy, like, pinfall thing on Daniels. Daniels could not kick out. One, two, three. AJ wins the match. Five-time X-Division champion Ryan has that uh, now, as he's told you multiple times, because he won't stop crowing about it, okay. six-match winning streak. There was no post game on this uh, on this match. Uh, no, not really. Just a little, some yeah. celebration. 
not not Hogan level posing, but right. you know, it's, you know, my modest guy AJ and you know Samoa Joe. They're both modest guys. So they you know they're guys you want to hug. And, guys, guys, you want to hug? You know, there was none of it. I I I knew once we finished, you know, that there's not there's nothing left. I, I you know, I feel like I've been yeah. watching a lot of post game match, not focusing on the match itself. Well, yeah, I mean, we had the Hulk Hogan bit with, uh, you know, where the post-match was virtually the whole the whole story. I can get down with post-match. I, I'm into post-match. I just, there was no post-match here. It was all in the ring. That's right. So. AJ and Joe, just two guys you want to fart the night away with, I understand. <laughs> uh, so before we, before, we, before we get into the science, uh, you little stinky fart boy. Okay, uh, all right, that's... Y- <laughs> You you got to do one thing. You're speaking uh, with a champion here. I don't have to like you know. Like. <laughs> well, I think you owe the people uh, a little segment that that a lot of great response about it so far. Uh, that segment is known as Murphy's Law. In a world without rules, in a sport where only the strong survive, there's one man who has the guts to lay down. <laughs> Murphy's Law. Uh, so, what is what is the takeaway here? Good, bad, ugly. Uh, what is what is something that you would you would take away that we could maybe incorporate into that custom match that we're angling for sometime in the future? I mean, okay, this was tough. I thought about it a second during the match. Like, I like the match so much that like it was tough to pick out something I would change. But here's what I do like. But doesn't, doesn't do, have to, maybe it's a right. good thing. Maybe yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so so again, what I found, I guess maybe two things. There's so much, so much like in this match, including my early pick. Like, um, I hate I, this version of Ryan. I like, I really like the fucking no bullshit moves. Like, don't you? Know, it doesn't always be flattering. Like, it doesn't always have to be standing up on the ring waiting for the guy. Like, get up there. The guy's making a move. Get up there. Punch him right in the knee. Punch him like, you know, <laughs> just get him off. It doesn't have to be clean. Just get him off the, you know. Right. Him, you know. And I also, I also really like, and this shout out to, to, to Christopher. <laughs> this guy, this guy was able to take a beating and like make it look nice, you know. Yeah, you don't always see it. You don't always see clean beatings like on the. You know, sometimes you see shitty like you know he's getting beat. He looks like right. Like Good selling. Like, Great yeah, selling. He was, he was a solid like I you know I, I you gotta respect that like you know you played an important part of the match and uh, respect the wobble. Yeah, he, uh, the wobble. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. I, I, otherwise, I don't have anything. I, well, that's plenty. I think I, th- I think you've given us plenty. You've given everything. Oh, yeah, you've given your all. Uh, so let's rank this thing. Let's uh, take a look at our list. What are you What are you thinking? What are we What are we What are we leaning no, towards? Let me see here. Let me um, yeah. Let me view this. Um, I mean, it's definitely in the like. I would I would say like. The upper end of great, maybe the lower okay. end of fucking amazing. Okay. Yes. Wow, this is this is tough. I I think I know where I would put it, but uh... I I think I don't like. I love my Japanese matches, you know, and I love that Samoa Joe, who is not Japanese but Samoan, was in this match. And puffy. And yeah, and puffy, but. 
So let's see here. Yeah. So yeah, the top end of the great section, we've got Omega Naito. That was a classic Japanese match. Yeah. Taz and Bam Bam. That's where they went through the ring. Cactus and Terry Funk. That is the finals of the King of the Death match. So that's kind of the general area in that great section. This is tough, Eric. Uh, these, I know. The, the way you've broken this down is to give you a con- is excellent. Like this is so much more helpful than what we had before. Uh, it makes ranking these a lot better. I thank you. You're welcome. Thank man, yeah. a man who gives a thousand compliments, right? And re- <laughs> and, re- and receives. 54,097 compliments, which is the amount of the Safeco Field attendance record set by WrestleMania 19, not the Seattle Mariners. But have you checked it recently? Because we almost yeah, went to the playoffs, and that was a sellout the last few nights. Yeah, well, you know, they, uh, they, people, it was, they didn't have people on the field, so, you know, it wasn't, wasn't quite the WrestleMania level of sellout. Are you saying we lost that, like a, backwards way of saying we lost the game like i don't know like that's a, that's me saying that the mariners don't have the attendance record for safeco field because um wrestlemania is much more popular well we'll we'll circle back like please yeah um okay this is this is a tough one i want to make the right decision i feel like this is an important match not just like a match i can place anywhere yeah i think you uh, owe it to the to the listeners to really you know yeah, put it in the right in the right spot, not in the wrong spot, like you do so often. I don't. I okay. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go off the number and the placement. I think this was for me a top five match. Okay, but I yeah, I think it would have to be the new number five. Like that's you know what? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna recommend this being the the new number five. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's where I'll put it. Hey, it's a nice. That was a good match. Yeah. No, that was a, you know what? That wasn't just a good match. That was a great match. It was a great match. All right, new number five. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's rare. It's rarefied air that a match gets into the top five. So, you know, this is a, this is a yeah. big moment. And it's yeah. featuring three men that we have not seen before. You know, the, those other spots, you start to see some of the same names appear uh, a lot. People like, you know, a, a Mankind slash Cactus Jack, a Shawn Michaels, et cetera. Um, so it's it's uh, unique. I thought this match was going to be shitty as fuck when we came into this. Um, Why? Despite, what? I just I don't know. Like the, you weren't into the story. So like, is that the idea? No, it was a couple, like it was just like so TNA. Like I just wasn't thinking like this is going to be one of the more like matches I would rank this high. And then also sure. I like looked at it a thirty minute like you know video on you know YouTube. That's how we're watching it. Like. But I should know. I should know. Not even now, on Peacock. That, that's really not. I should know that. Like a YouTube match has a like fuck Peacock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I didn't expect it to be great. I thought it was gonna be kind of a shitty, like quick match, and uh, it turned out to be pretty pretty good. So there we go. There, there you have it. All right, the science is complete. One last thing we got to do. Uh, same thing we always do. Same thing. We finish out every episode. A lot of a lot of feedback. This is everyone's favorite. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people. Many people. The favorite part of the show. Uh, that is the segment that everyone loves, which is known as Eric's Wisdom Tree. <laughs> Sometimes wisdom isn't factual knowledge, Ryan. Sometimes wisdom is just speculative thoughts that cross my brain 
that you know not, maybe not everyone's thought of before. So maybe maybe the wisdom is like, oh, I never I never thought about things in that in that way. Eric, thank you for that. You know, would be an appropriate response that somebody could have depending on the wisdom that I'm giving them. And so I think that uh, this episode's wisdom is going to fall in line with that. Something that had occurred to me, something that I just thought was you know interesting enough to impart to the listenership. So here it goes. Ryan, if snakes had fur, they'd be even grosser and scarier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine a snake, but covered in fur, and because it's on the ground all the time, it would just be matted with, like, dirt and feces well, and bullshit. I mean, you're, I think you're spot on with this one, uh, for sure. And <laughs> But I don't think it's, like, the stuff they pick up on the way. I just think, like, a furry snake would make it a lot scarier to me. Like, something about their scales is, like, normal. Yeah, you know, there's scaly, slimy little, like, snake. But if they had fur... I guess that would make them like a mammal, though. Yeah, it, it would. It would. But let's say nothing about their physiology is the they same. Just We're just fur. talking about a snake with fur. Okay. Yeah. No, that'd be that'd be way more like frightening to me. That like would, it would be the scariest animal. Like it's already up there. Yeah. But a snake with fur would be the undisputed king of scary fucking animals. I I don't think many people have thought about this. <laughs> I'm glad you brought <laughs> it up. Like that yeah. would be a, that'd be a terrifying like thing to see. Like like. You think about like the scariest creatures in the world, like yeah, a fucking snake with fur, like <laughs> like would be right there. Yeah, a no, fur I, I, snake. Do yeah. you think this exists on like deviant art? I kind of have an interest uh, to see if this is a thing that yeah, someone has mocked up. I I can't imagine you're the first person like like I mean not probably not a lot of people, but like I bet it's out there. Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up. Let's yeah, see here. I bet there's. I bet there's some. Uh, what the fuck? I would don't you, think these are. Would you? Would you search? I just did snake with fur. I'm gonna just gonna do furry snake. I mean, furry snake would also be good. Yeah, let's see. There's not a lot. Like, no. I mean, the first thing. Um, see, they're trying to make them all cute. A totally. furry snake. I was gonna say, like, even the one that they have looks kind of real. Like. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cute looking eel, like more than a snake. Yeah, I yeah. think that these pe- we need to do like a commission. Oh what? The- oh god, what did you search? Oh, I searched furry snake. So there is. Some, yeah, because like- I did that, and I'm getting some <laughs> yeah. interesting fucking shit here, there, Ryan. Well, I, okay, so yeah, there is some like stuff, but like, have you been on TikTok, <laughs> Eric? Like, this is all over the place. Like, this is why I did snake with fur because well, now that I'm doing fur, holy shit, the very first thing, what okay. is that? That's a s- pink snake with breasts, yeah, and the yeah. breasts are around someone's face. And like, yeah, I see like yeah. a cool snake dude with abs. Uh, what the fuck? There is some sexual like. I mean, here's a fat one with a broad tits. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're kind of yeah. Furry snake might not have been the best way to approach shit. this. What the fuck is that? But I bet I bet there's like a real like good fucking scary looking like furry snake. Um, there, there's a okay. <laughs> I I have every intention of ending this fucking episode, but right now I'm seeing something I've never seen before. It's a it's a snake 
with arms. It's not real. This is a drawing, by the way. It's a snake with arms. The snake is is cuddling, canoodling with a um, jaguar panther. This panther is wearing boxer briefs. The snake is sliding. <laughs> the snake is sliding the boxer briefs of this panther down with its uh, tail. Oh man, why? <laughs> I don't know how far down you had to scroll, but... It's on Reddit, apparently. Of course, that, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, there was a... There's a few good ones here. Like, if people haven't viewed it, like, maybe this is something they should at work. Yeah, I... It, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a relationship with anyone at work where you feel like you could confidently put this as their wallpaper uh, on their computer? Yeah. This is... This is not what I expected Furry Snake to go. But, you know, anybody, if you're looking for a way to kill an afternoon, Furry Snake on uh, Google Image Search. You're going to be very surprised what you come back with. Um, yeah. <laughs> glad, we, glad we took a glance. Uh, yeah. I have to call into question the authenticity of you not knowing what it is that you were searching there, Ryan. But uh, I'm going to look the other way on it just this one time. So <laughs> next episode is episode 46, uh, which will be released, <laughs> released more like escaped on February 24th. So hopefully everybody will have, you know, gotten over their Valentine's Day hangovers. We'll see what romantic things Ryan has done for his beloved. Um, you know, hopefully he can redeem himself after that embarrassing forgetting of that birthday. Uh, but who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. And then who knows? At that episode, Ryan may set the brand new record for his winning streak. And I'll give you a little little teaser trailer, Ryan. Next episode, that is going to be featuring... Your guy. And I'm not talking about AJ Styles. I'm talking about your real guy. My real guy. Your real guy. You know who I'm talking about? Little Stone Cold. Little Stone Cold. Little Little Stone Stone Cold Cold. Steve Austin. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's coming next episode. That's what I'm here for. So yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, I've already got my notes together. I'm very much looking forward to talking to Ryan about it. But with all that said, we'll be back at the end of February. And if you are not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. I farted a tiny bit at work today. (laughs) 